0: what's up everybody it's dan binder boneyard coming at you from the office uh it is a very chilly november saturday i'm doing this a day early again i got stuff going on tomorrow may or may not be able to record so uh in my efforts to be more uh what's the word? Not reliable. Um, dang it. I have a brain injury and I can't remember words. So, uh, sorry. I'm sure somebody's yelling at their radio right now. But, uh, anyway, just be more consistent. My effort to be consistent and regular. Uh, I'm doing this on Saturday. Uh, so it's a day or two after thanksgiving if you are paying attention uh hopefully you had a good holiday hopefully you got to spend some time with some fam family and enjoy some stuff and if you don't celebrate the holiday well then hopefully you got some stuff done and it was a productive day for you so i appreciate everybody listening thank you for following along, social media, all that stuff. Uh, it's its great. I appreciate everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, I know uh, my Instagram stories, I do a fair amount of complaining. So uh, I appreciate you guys for sitting through that. <laughs> because uh, cause I do complain a little bit. Uh, it's just so frustrating. Sometimes people just drive me nuts. And I, I don't know what's wrong with them. I don't know where they... Uh, feel like they can, that level of entitlement that people have it uh, just drives me nuts. Uh, but, anyway, thank you all the Patreon supporters, the Instagram subscribers, the uh, Facebook subscribers, like everyone, you know, every dollar helps, and it, it just, it is, it's very, very helpful, I'm very grateful, and, um, yeah, I'm just just keep doing these. Um, you know, the the listenership keeps growing. I see my combined listen hours on all the platforms, and it just keeps going up and up. I actually have a lot of uh, of listens. So you know, I wouldn't think I would be being such a niche topic or niche whatever, but but no, there's a lot there. So uh, I am grateful, grateful for that, and very thankful and. You know, I'll never be uh, a Joe Rogan, uh, but uh, just you know, putting the international gospel out there is is good enough for me. So, one thing I wanted to touch on, uh, I picked up a little bit of uh, ire from some people because oh, a few months ago, she's maybe even a year ago now. It's been time flies. Um, I did a podcast about being realistic with yourself um if you haven't heard it go back look for it uh, you know about the guys that have 27 scouts in their backyard and they're 77 years old and they're gonna get to them someday like uh you know this truck i'm gonna restore this one was my brother's i'm saving it for him when he gets back from vietnam you know like all the stories that you hear when you run into these old guys with their with their rigs um and it's not just old guys anymore i mean it's guys my age you know 40 something that they've got four trucks that are rotting into the ground they've had since they were in high school and you know they're oh i'm gonna get rid of it so it was just about you know being realistic and and getting through stuff and then last week or two weeks ago i did a podcast on what to hoard what to save what to keep what you know what to hang on to and so it was kind of contradictory to my message from the previous one about you know like being realistic and and hanging on to stuff so you know stuff is there's going to be contradictory messages and some of it you guys have to take with a grain of salt or You have to apply to your own situation or be realistic in the aspect like, okay, instead of having seven trucks that are all super shitty and are rotting into the ground, pick the best one to keep that that's going to be your project. That's going to be the one that you're going to build, get the parts together for that one, do what you need to do for that one and get rid of the other ones. Hoard your parts for the one builder, um, you know. Having, and then that's the other thing is these guys will have four, five, seven, fifteen internationals, but not have any of the parts that they actually need to make it better. You know, no new brake shoes, no new wheel cylinders. The steering boxes need to be rebuilt. Like none of that stuff is happening. They're just hanging on to them and not doing anything where i guess my parts hoarding message was more about having the stuff to actually do the work that needs to be done um so yeah that's the thing you know you've got to be honest you have to have a plan and and actually move forward with it so you know what if you've got seven trucks and you've got seven trucks worth of new parts that are going to go into them and you just need to make room in the garage or you know, whatever, then that's different. You know, we have cleaned out a couple of places now where the guy did have a pile of parts for several vehicles that he was going to do, but just for whatever reason, you know, lack of ambition or whatnot, just didn't. Or like a lot of us with the ADD. Uh, you know, work on one truck for a week and then work on another truck and get another project and another thing. And then, you know, now you've got seven rigs that are all torn apart or half put back together and and whatever. So again, you have to apply, uh, you know, apply it to your life and your situation. And, you know, you can still hang on to parts and you can still gather up what you need for your future build and also not have 15 trucks in your side yard Um, so that's all i mean that's what i was getting at and people you know there's a certain amount of people that like to pick apart my message uh, just because everyone thinks uh, you know not everyone but there are people out there that don't like that i have a platform to give advice or do whatever and so they go out of their way to um, you know try to let me know that they're intellectually superior to me uh, in every way and so you know i hear a lot of that and and most of the time i i don't um i don't give it a lot of uh second thoughts or don't really consider it too much because a lot of these blowhards, I've seen on Facebook. I see them around. I see how they talk to other people and interact with other people. And so it's it's not just me that they like to um, try to talk down to. It's it's the whole community. They just it's their personalities to be uh, combative and and a one upper and, and you know all that kind of stuff. And those are also my favorite guys because they have seven trucks in their yard they're all broken they don't do jack squat with them but the first time that someone posts up some progress pictures of their project it's oh why'd you do it that way if i would have done it you should have done it this you should have do that you gotta do this like and and yet they're not doing squat so you know and so when they comment on me or send me a dm directly with uh you know why'd you say that or you know you're wrong about this it's like okay thanks buddy i appreciate it so but i did feel like i needed to bring it up um as contrast to the two different podcasts that i had done about about those things so you know like i said just keep it um take it with a grain of salt be smart apply it to your whatever um so all that being said i'm going to tell you which which trucks to hoard (laughs) oh man i love this i enjoy just stirring people up so now that being said anything with four doors uh pickups travelettes always bring money um you know you're not going to get rich on them but if you stumble into a travelette in almost any condition uh, they will bring money uh, now if you paid 2500 for a really rusty travelette that's missing a bunch of stuff you're probably not going to get your 2500 back but if you stumble into an okay one that you have consider or you can consider building then and it's you know reasonably priced get it if you can if you have the room if you have the means get it they are always worth something the for whatever you know just the way the market has changed the crew cab four-door pickups bring decent money if anything you make your money back Um, you know travel all's are not quite the same uh you know there's people don't get as excited about station wagons um you know it, it just varies across the models the c series and b a and b travel actually seem to do better in the resale world than the d series do for the most part um if you've got a three quarter ton four wheel drive well option d series you're gonna do okay in the in the resale or you know whatever but as far as interest and cool factor that sells trucks it's the a b and c especially the 61 62 c series travel that have the most value that i've seen um but again it's all it varies wildly by the week you know, I've seen some of this stuff sell for cheap because for whatever reason nobody was into it. And then two weeks later, they're $3,000 more. Uh, I mean, it just, it's all over the place is, is what the value is. But for the most part, it's not going backwards. You're, you know, you get a, a C-Series Travel All for 1500 bucks, and you sit on it for two years you can sell it for two grand like it's just whatever it's just how it goes um you know and in in that two years you do a little shining it up maybe you you know air the tires up and clean the rat poop out of it it might even be worth more so you know those those two like that's the the thing for that uh and then you know of course scouts Scouts are always going to be worth something. Um, But there's various models that are more desirable than others. Um, You know, and some of it's dependent on where you live. Um, You know, the 1980 Scout 2 is probably one of the most desirable Scout 2s across the country just because of it's the last one it's got the square headlights it has the dana 300 it's got the updated dana 44 front end it has just stuff that's more uh just kind of the latest and greatest the but if you're in california and it's gas powered good luck with emissions um you know That's why the diesel Scout 2 is so much more valuable in California because of the exemption from emissions. So, uh, secondary to that would be the 1975 Scout because that excludes pretty much everybody from emissions testing. But you get the disc brakes, you have the updates, you know, that they kind of the bugs they worked out from 72, 3, and 4 um and 75 you still have the steel grill and that kind of thing so you know that's a desirable scout 2 model that's one that's worth something um the ones that i generally avoid and don't see sell as well are the 76s um the 76 scouts that were diesel were non-turbo naturally aspirated so they don't have as much power they're problematic um Again, other issues, you know, um, teething problems they had that they had to work out. So, a lot of 76s, there's a bunch of them out there, but they're just, they don't bring the same kind of money that the 75s do. uh, And later, you want to be wary of the 71 and 2 and early 73 Scout 2s because many of them were manual steering, manual brakes, Dana 30 front end with drum brakes Uh, a lot of them had amc six cylinders Uh, a lot of three speeds were still out there Um, you know just undesirable options that you want to beware of so you know if you find a, a 73 that's v8 power steering power brakes but it still has a drum brake 30 it might be worth picking up swapping a disc brake 44 in and now you've got a pretty valuable truck across all the markets, um, depending on the rust condition and, and whatnot. Again, they're not devaluing. The, the market is kind of leveled out on them, but I have a feeling that just inflation and whatnot, it's still going to continue picking up some value. Um, just that's the nature of, of old cars. So, you know, if you're gonna go on the hunt for a Scout two to hang on to to build for your kid or whatever like that's where i would go it would be like the 73 4 5 or the 1980 if it was a diesel and you could get that exemption uh and then you know we look at the 80s and 800s uh they're harder to move they need so much more work to be fun and usable on a daily basis uh scout twos are are nice because they have power steering and power brakes and the doors shut good and they don't pop open when you go around corners and all the stuff that scares the crap out of you when you drive an 800 uh they they took care of in the scout Two. so if you're going to try and build an 800 for daily use you know you really need to consider that like you're going to have to put power steering you're going to have to do better brakes. You're going to have to do body work, floor work to keep the chassis from flexing or the, the body from flexing and the doors from popping open. And, uh, you know, you're going to want a V8 one or bare minimum six cylinder one. You know, one of my favorite 800s is the, the AMC powered uh, 800s. You know, I've had a couple of SR2s in here that were 232 powered with a four speed. Great drivers. absolute love them. Uh, one of my favorites. And so, you know, when you're looking for a truck to hoard to build later or to make money on in the long run or something, you really want to look for that V8 4-speed 800. So then all you have to do is brake work and, and updates like that. Um, you know, or you go hard the other way. You revel in the manual steering and the manual brakes and the three speed and the, you know, 90 horsepower or 86 horsepower, 152, and you go that way with the originality aspect. And if you do, then I really say, you know, 64, 65, Scout 80 is where the money is in the future because the bugs have been worked out. Cause 61 and 2s had, and even part of 63, had some weird stuff. The heater manifolds, the dash layout, um, you know, just little things like that. The brakes were tiny, the axles were tiny, uh, just stuff that they hadn't figured out quite yet. Um, you know, the 61s had the sliding side windows, just all that stuff, you know. Uh, the only way a 61 becomes extra valuable if it's, if it's a really low uh, FC number, you know, if it's below a thousand on the FC number, then you've got something. But if it's, you know, FC 22,000, it's not, it really is more headache than it's worth. Um, especially if it's a two-wheel drive. If you stumble into a two-wheel drive uh, 80, run away from it. Um, do not get mixed up with that truck. It's, Will cause nothing but problems and headache and heartache, and it won't be worth squat. Um, so, really, you know, in that in that respect, I would not hang on to one of those. Um, your better bet for enjoyability, usability, and, and and cool factor for an eighty is is that sixty four, sixty five. Um, that's that's what I like. Um, and then they had the updates, you know, they had the seven bolt, uh, window frame for the top. They had a little bit bigger side windows. They had figured out the spare tire carrier stuff. Like just a lot of features that, um, they had worked out by then that, that make the scout easier to own and more desirable on the resale. And if you decide to go that route. Um, so, so yeah, so if you are going to hoard, don't hoard a 62. Try to hoard a sixty-five, um, and then yeah, I mean that's that's really the 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 ones that are bringing money. You know, single cab pickups, yeah, they're cool. People are out there, but you know they're not bringing the money that the Fords or the square bodies are. You know, you see in these these high boy Fords. 71 whatever's that are bringing like 60 grand for real solid patina good runner driver four-wheel drive trucks you will never get that in the international like it just it won't happen uh i've seen some exquisite d-series internationals pop up for sale and they sell for 15 grand maybe and so, like, don't get sucked into that single cab Ford or Chevy hype. Um, you know, it's just not worth it. You, know, if you if you have a plan for a single cab, then, you know, by all means, go for it. But if you are just looking to, you know, if you've got four parking spaces to fill in your side yard, do not fill them with single cab two-wheel drive pickups. They are worth nothing. And they will bring you nothing on the resale end of it. Um, you know. And if you do, you'll hear nothing but, man, I wish it was four-wheel drive. Or, oh, I'd buy that in a minute if it was four-wheel drive. So if you do that, buy the stuff to make it four-wheel drive. Buy a front axle. Buy a transfer case. Get all the stuff. Like Then do that. But if you're trying to make money or you have some future plan, you're not going to do it with two-wheel drives uh the only exception and that and i even then it's a minor exception short bed four-wheel drives if you if you come across a short bed four-wheel drive in the c or d series range 61 to 70 something it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be that short box four-wheel drive seem to bring you know better money Uh, than the other ones and then the c series the 900s the super short bed four cylinder three speed like base base model that they offered there for a little while that one uh is semi desirable but again it's a it's really niche hit or miss someone if you're going to try and resell it someone has to be looking for that truck they won't appreciate what it is For what it is because it just it won't so uh, you know be careful when you're getting into the single cab pickup market um that's really that's really about it you know if you're going to try and go out and and hunt down some of these rigs to hang on to um you know and don't get caught up in the internet uh, uh the hype i mean there's there's some flippers out there that make it look like they're selling stuff every day, uh, you know, making a ton of money at it. And, you know, they're not. Uh, they're just obnoxious and, and trying to make it look like the, you know, international is the next big, uh, you know, C10 boom or the high boy Ford boom. And and they're not. Um, you know, I've, I kind of see what the market's doing on the backside and and you know come to find out you know oh they bought the truck for 1500 and they advertise it for five grand but they end up selling it for three grand uh you know but no one knows that they don't ever say that you hear it later that they they you know took a two thousand dollar shave off their profit or off of their asking price just to get it out of their driveway and you know yeah they might have doubled their money from 15 to three grand but you know you factor in hauling and storing it and the time to make the post and you deal with all the tire kickers and all that stuff and you know and 1500 dollars doesn't go very far these days anymore so you know you try not to get caught up in the in the hype of that as well thinking you know you stumble into a truck you, you find a 900 in a in a barnyard and you know the guy wants 500 for it and you think you're gonna put it on Facebook and sell it for five grand you're not um, unless it's exceptional which they never are so just keep that in mind again be real with yourself be honest uh, and um, you know if you're gonna hoard hoard the good ones and then uh, be realistic in that hoarding and you know get the parts you need put together a plan be realistic if in five years you're not doing anything with it then then it needs to go or your kid that was all excited about it decides they don't want it anymore then it needs to go um but yeah anyway i appreciate you guys listening that was all i have for today my rants and and all of that stuff so i enjoy doing these for you guys i really appreciate it thank you for all your support um and i'm very grateful Very thankful, and uh, until next time, I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard.